Gary, same thing. Hey, Nigel. What up? What's going on, man? What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Good, man. How you feeling? Sorry if I'm a little late. Oh, it's you're totally fine. in the house today. You're good. You're good. You're man. actually like right on time, actually. Good. That's Tell good. me about some sneakers, man. You got some. What Jordans you got back there? Let's see. All of them. All right, cool. <laughs> it's a nice collection. It's a better backdrop All than, of it. than mine. You know what? I would have had I would have done this in the studio because it was it was a better backdrop. But I like it, man. Internet <laughs> in the studio is horrible right now. So oh, okay, I man. figured this would probably be a more accurate backdrop to have uh for me. So hey, you know. Very cool, man. Well, we're uh, very lucky to have you joining us today. You ready to just get right into the the hang? Sure, let's go. Cool, I mean, man. I knew you had soul, but that's ridiculous. Sorry. You got dad jokes today. I apologize. <laughs> I totally apologize. Now I got to go make some kids to own up to you that. You got to go make some kids to go with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this is, <laughs> um, well, this yeah. is the Mink and the Monk, uh, just to get it kicked off. Uh, this is my co-host Matt Fink over here and we're joined by the great Nigel Hall today. Yeah, uh, please, uh, check Nigel Hall out on Instagram, uh, subscribe to him on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube. If you do anything for us, cause we sure need it. Um, check out spiritual Nigel's latest album and, uh, his new live album coming out. I've been loving the three singles he got out from that. Yeah. Check out his, um, you know, his work with Lettuce, with John Cleary. Um, I'm so excited to talk with you, Nigel. So thank you again. I'm the- very, very glad to be here. I love to talk. <laughs> Me too, man. Yeah, I um, was fortunate enough to interview you back when I was doing a radio show for a bit. And you were so kind to do that, too. So it's, uh, you know. How long ago was that? Uh, it's. About a year now. I think it came out around March of 2022. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, you know, there's stuff from that I'd like to touch on and a lot of topics I want to touch on, but I think the, sorry, my cats are going insane in the background. Behind me. I like, to, I see the her, I see the Herbie Hancock secrets. Dude, one of, one of my favorite records of all time, man. Got to have it up there. Got That's a dope record. Stevie Wonder fulfilling this first. Oh, finale. I see. And you got Steely Dan, Gaucho. Uh, um, and got the first topic I wanted to bring up: Wayne, Wayne. Shorter. We lost Wayne Shorter. I was just yesterday. about to say something about Wayne because I saw the Herbie. Yeah, Dude, one of the greatest American composers of yeah. all time gone. You know, my first when I first started listening, I start okay. I listened to a lot of very complicated uh, I ain't gonna say complicated because it wasn't for me I understood it just fine <laughs> uh, but when I was when I was younger my father was a musician and he was really into fusion and progressive music and music that build that was built and had a theme and you know it's almost you listen to the right music you can hear a story it's like reading a good book you know and he fucking I grew up listening a lot. He loved weather reports. So that's how I that's that was my really first introduction into in the Wayne Shorter. And um, you know, I obviously got into him as 
I got older and was in my little bags of like the stuff that I started to really that stuck with me that I was listening to when I was getting older. And Wayne is definitely a huge part of that. You know, me and Ryan enjoy this a lot. We we hang out a lot over on the road. And we're always talking about Wayne and we're always talking about the spirituality that one has to have to make the best music that you can make. And a lot of those values that we live by now today that we always have, but we really, really take uh, initiative into really, really living this way. It's from shit that Wayne, that, that shit that Wayne was on, that shit that everybody was on is about just becoming one with everything and seeing the good and seeing the possibilities of everything and how everything can be dope. It's your responsibility to make it that way. So, you know, yeah, Wayne, I'm, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. He said one something. Of the most unique it, it was so man. crazy because he said something not too long ago, just before he died, and he said something about him needing to get get it get a new body so he could continue the mission. Mm-hmm. And that's real shit. Wayne lived an incredible life, and Wayne did a lot for us as musicians, and we should be honored and privileged and grateful that God would even allow us mere mortal heathens to have somebody like him in our lives to teach us and show us a different way. So, yeah, rest in peace, Wayne Shorter, for real. Infinize all night tonight. Amen. There's There's actually a version of his song I mean, obviously, his version is the the fucking version, but there's a really beautiful version of it done by Doug Karn and Gene Karn, where lyrics were written to his solo, and the melody of his solo in Infinite. There's lyrics uh, with that, and it's and and it's and it is absolutely beautiful. What record's that on? It's a record. What does the record is called? Infinite Eyes, I think. Let me double check that. Because I love Infinite Eyes. That you know the that song. Play. The song is the shit. But the but let me just double check. Doug, Horn, get it together. Yeah. Let's see. And the album is Infinite Eyes. Yeah, Doug Horn. Okay. Yeah, I gotta so check definitely it out. check it out. It's so beautiful, man. It really is. It's heavy. Yeah, his compositions, man, are like they're like nothing else they sound like they're from another world and he's so like unapologetically out of left field and just his approach to soloing too like to come from weather report and then play on asia and and as as complicated as a form as they gave him to blow on and he just did it like it was nothing you know yeah maybe it was you know it's just crazy because that the thing is is that no matter how many how good you are on saxophone or on any instrument when one when 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 something like that is gone that's never going to happen again you're only going to have the example no matter how good you are you can do it if you want but you can you the only thing that you not gonna have is you ain't Wayne. yeah you know what i'm saying so i, I look i can go i'm look i told you i like to talk let's move on <laughs> okay okay <laughs> 
But what? Yeah, Wayne Shorter, everyone, rest in peace. One of the greatest. If you haven't heard a record, fucking check it out. Fucking check out some Wayne Shorter. Yeah. Um, you could also tie fucking, in. I want a shirt that says "Check out some fucking Wayne Shorter, please." Yeah. And on that same level, you can also back. just tie in Jeff Beck with that as well to lose another Jeff one. Beck, Jeff Beck is another one. Mm-hmm. Father was matter, the just... player and Wired was the record. The Wired. Yeah. Jan Hammer. Hello, keyboards. Yeah, man. Yeah. Jeff Beck, Jan Hammer group live. Nobody nobody, nobody talks about that record. Oh, that yeah. that love that record. That's a great record. Yeah, I don't think I owned it on vinyl. I think I bought it on CD by the time I got around to getting it. And I think I just got it because I recognized their names, but I I didn't know what was on it. That's a great album. Loved it. Yeah, yep. You found out quick, didn't you? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said, you found out quick, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a crazy you... record. It's so crazy. You do not expect that at all. It's just them, this, I don't know. They're just going for blood for no reason. It was 76, and apparently you could do that then. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, speaking of live records, I like I said, I'm loving these new singles you got out. I I love When I Die is one of my favorite songs off of Spiritual, and the new stuff you did with it for the live arrangement was so cool. Um, is I mean, is there anything else you you have to say about what you know what's to be expected of the rest of the record and how things are coming along with you? <laughs> Y'all want to do you want, do you even want the rest of the record? I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's a lot. I mean, there's a, uh, you know, um, it's, I think that for that particular show, I think that might be, I'm, I think that might be all I'm willing to release. Oh, okay. So they're just single standalone. I thought, yeah. Okay. I thought they were in. in No, because no, because I was at one point I was going to do the whole record, but then I just realized that there would be a lot that I would need to do to make it sound as good as the ones that you guys have heard. Those were easy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we kind of took the Marvin approach where there were some slight overdubs done. Not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. But I mean obviously you you hear me hollering and screaming and that's 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 in that's in the room. You know, and all of that is in the room. Just, you know, little things here and there. You know, that's the beautiful thing about what the pandemic did for a lot of us was it opened our minds to um, a different way of recording music and releasing music and perfecting some of these moments that you were able to catch. Um, So, um, yeah, I was gonna put the I was gonna put the whole record out, but there's a lot that I'm that I'm gonna need to do. So yeah, uh I'm going to 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 fix that problem. I'm going to do some shows with Butcher Brown doing some of that material or doing that material. Um and I'm just gonna record it. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do some shows coming up. And I'm going to record them, and I'm going to take the best ones out of them and put together that whole record. Because yeah, I always wanted my whole life, I want to do a whole live record. You know, some of my favorite records in the world are live records because you actually hear and know and like really feel what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know? That Donny Hathaway live record. Donny Hathaway that's, live. That's You're in the cool. fucking room. 
You're yep. in the room. Yep. That's why that record is so dope. You're in the room. Uh, what's another record that's so dope? Band of Gypsies live at the Fillmore. Haven't heard it. That you ain't, huh? No, I haven't heard it. Really, Hendrix? You ain't never heard that record. How old are you? I'm uh 26. That's why. Go listen to that record. All right. Go listen to that. Go listen. Oh my God! What are you even doing? <laughs> I, I know some Hendrix, but I'm no. Hey, actor. listen. I love you. Better late than never. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, definitely. No judgment. No judgment. It's no. Oh, I'm, you realize how much fucking music it is in the world. Anyway, never. Um, uh, Band of Gypsies is another one. Uh, the Black Messiah by Cannonball Adderley is another one. Um, okay. what's another? What's another one? Oh man, uh, Herbie Hancock of, Flood. This Flood. That's yeah. another one makes you feel like you're there. Um, we talking West Montgomery and Winton Kelly live at the half note. Are we going I mean, there too? Live at the half note in That's... in 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 San Francisco. Those records. I mean, those are records that really make you feel. Ahmad Jamal. Live yes, I was person. literally just about to say that you know one. Saying, like you are in, yes. like you are there, and you don't even like even you hear the clinking and the clanking of of. Um, silverware and, and cutlery and stuff like that but you don't even care because yeah. it adds no, it's to part of it it's just, i'm telling you man it's 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 so dope yeah. so I love- I always marvin gay live live at the fucking uh palladium in london those are records that i always wanted to make a record like that and i always want the reason why i put those other three out was because it just like you could I mean, if you heard the the whole show from top to bottom, it's I'm 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 not saying it ain't killing, you know. I know it's, it's killing. It's fucking you and Butcher Brown. And I, I know, like listening to that. But you know, it's 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 so dope. But um, I wanted I want I just wanted to feel I wanted to feel like one thing, yeah. you know. So um. But that whole show, the whole show, I might, might maybe one guy will put the whole I, show and be like, here. I'd love to hear it. But I respect the, the the touching stuff up in the studio. I mean, you hear a lot of people who yeah, like, and, think and, and they... the fact of the matter is, is everybody does that. Like, don't let anybody. And it's not new. If you think that they just went on stage and was that killing that night. It don't matter how dope you are. When, when y'all weren't that killing that night. People <laughs> talk shit about like auto-tune or like post-production when that's been a thing it's been an important part of music it's what makes a lot of records records and you know i used to be a punk rocker who was like oh they just do everything in the studio that's lame and then i started listening to frank zappa and he takes live records and he did everything out of them yeah he lived in the studio overdub city the tapes the tapes that he's got yeah they're still coming out room is rich Started. Yeah, man. Just That's because funny. he sat in the studio. Imagine if he had logic. Imagine, <laughs> imagine like if he was able to have the capability. Because I mean, that's really all it was. All that cut and paste shit. He was just doing it with real tape and razors. Yeah. And Charles Minkus did this too, right? Like imagine if he imagine if imagine, imagine. I know people. Who go in the studio with files and they got Pro Tools and they just go fucking haywire. It's like, what are you doing? Imagine <laughs> if Zappa had that shit. Yeah. Imagine the capabilities of where his music would have gone. 
if he had an avenue like that with plugins, immediate cut and paste, and just this that click. Oh my god! Yeah, your head would explode. His head would explode first, probably. But talk <laughs> about another amazing and unique composer. To me, he's like the Wayne Shorter of guitar. Mm. Michael say that I'm okay, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna say it, but I if 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 that makes sense to you then that's great. That's how I feel. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. that that was that respectfully I hope you know. That wasn't like Yeah, it, no, no. I I you know, we're not going to feel the same about all the stuff, yeah, I, but I know they, we agree you know on a lot of other that's, stuff. And, yeah, and that's the dialogue that we as people need to have. It's cool. Yeah, um so uh, again, I love the the live tracks coming out. But last time I talked to you, you were saying you had a uh, you had uh, your next studio album in the works. Is how's that coming along? Are you still in the demo you know process, or are you I done? I actually am in the works with that right now. I've been out in San Francisco recording. I recorded something at Otis McDonald's yep. studio not too long yep. ago. That was a lot of fun because that was the room that headhunters was recorded in wally hyder studios is that room that i was recording this music in i'm also doing i i just got off i literally just got off the phone with my management and hillary and uh dj harrison Mm. and um andrew randazzo and um I got another record in the works. I don't know if I want to. I'm, I'm not going to say too much about it, but I do have, I very much have another record in the works. Um, I'm definitely going to put this live record out. I got, I got so okay. much shit. So well, I'm not, not going to take score. forever talking about it, but I got an Earth, Wind, and Fire record what? that I did with, 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 uh, Butcher Brand was the first thing we ever did together before even we did spiritual. Um, we did when 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 Maurice White passed away, we decided that it was time for us to tribute that music and do a project. So there's a project of me and Butcher Brown basically doing all Earth Wind and Fire songs. Wow. So there's that coming out. There's another thing coming out that I'm doing with uh, I over the pandemic recorded a bunch of music from my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So it's a soundtrack. I love soundtracks. Soundtracks are like almost literally my favorite thing in the world. Um, Because I'm a TV kid. So anyway, I have all these soundtracks, songs that I've done from movies. So that's coming out. I got a new record coming out at some point. Give me, give me six months. I have more information on it. Okay. But but I'm, 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 I'm working on that. And uh, I'm working on new shit with lettuce all the time. Of course. Um, You still going to do the George Duke tribute? I'm doing another George Duke. That's right. I'm doing the George. Well, that's something I'm always doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw your recent bio change on Instagram. George Duke enthusiast. George Duke enthusiast. (laughs) That's really. I know. (laughs) Um, I heard you talking uh, uh, with O'Teal on his podcast about you playing some bass on the on the uh, film score and stuff, which I'm very excited to hear. I'm telling you, y'all need to call that bass player. 
call him. <laughs> I'm telling you, he is bad. He is bad. And I'm the mm-hmm. only one who has access to him. So if you have any I'll call me. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but uh, for yeah. I guess for the bass playing, have you have you done any of that outside of the studio for like shows? Do you frequently hop you on? You know, I've done I've showed up to places and played bass. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I enjoy I you know, I enjoy doing it. I really, really bass was really kind of my first love. I grew up, I told you, like I said, my dad was a guitarist and I was and he was really in the fusion a lot. And I grew up listening to a lot of Stanley Clark. So Stanley Clark was the really a of uh, uh, the first person to infiltrate my obsession um, with music. And then not long after, that's when I decided I'd probably be uh, the keyboard player and want to do, you know, I was listening to Herbie and Chick and George and all that other shit. So. That's kind of when that came. But I was always, I always had a massive and most, uh, man, I'm telling you, there's no feeling like playing music and being that low, that low, that low support and that foundation. Ain't nothing like it. And you, and if you are multi-instrumentalist like I am, you understand the other parts you understand why it's important to play the other parts the way that you're supposed to play them. And when you really, really, truly understand how bass is important, then you will only play it the way it's supposed to be played because you know how. Like, especially, for instance, this this movie record, I'm doing a lot of the stuff by myself. Mm-hmm. And um. In order for it to not sound stale, I have to have an understanding of my role on each instrument. I wish I could play some of the stuff for you right now. It's it's super killing. But it aside from all the horns and stuff, because I don't play horns, but it really sounds it sounds like a fucking production. It sounds like I went to LA and did all of this shit. And I did this shit in my backyard, and it's amazing. Can't wait for everybody. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoy playing bass. I have played outside before. Um, I don't know that I have that's the that's the only thing though, is I don't know that I have the the stamina to be a gigging bassist. Mm. I like to call myself a bass player, but when I see what they gotta go through, I mean, it's not really a lot, but it's it's just a, it's more than I'm willing to. You know what I'm saying? I'm more than the upright, man. I already upright got base. a lot of fingers to fall off. Like I, you know, I'm like I'm good. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot. I mean, I I can't imagine being a freaking trumpet or trombone player that kind of stamina the, that body. kind of shit oh is the other shit because i talk to bloom all the time and bloom always mm-hmm. has been born in his mouth and and he's always playing he's always playing and i'm like he's it's like what i mean you're already the greatest of all time why do you need to practice because we change every day and our muscles change and that horn doesn't yep and mm-hmm. 
And if you don't practice every day on the horn, the horn wins. You know, it's not like a bass or a piano. You can get fake. You can fake that shit all you want. How you think I got here? You know what I'm saying? But you can't fake that shit on a horn. You better be every. If you want to be the best, if you want to be good, if you want to maintain that, you got to play all the damn time. And um, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, very true. So, so in the much in respect the, to all the trumpet players, especially absolutely. the good ones. <laughs> even the bad ones even the bad ones like y'all like you know what i'm saying you go ahead uh, name a couple let's hear uh, <laughs> name a couple you know what you know what you know what if you'd have asked me this question a year ago a year and a half ago i'd have answered you <laughs> i'm proud and i'd have made sure you were recording <laughs> yep. um well, I was I used to be a trombone player. That was my first instrument, and I was god awful. I I didn't know what I was doing when I, when I was starting hey, out least, on that. Hey, hey, at least hey, listen. At least you said it. <laughs> you know, at least you know. I oh, I knew I was, I was sliding. That's that's for sure. Do you play bass now? Is that your bass back there? Yeah. Back there. All right. Yeah, I started playing so right before high school. Got? I got, got a. Yeah, yeah, I got a, uh, I got a, a Fender, or uh, jazz bass, four string, uh, uh, four string like customized P bass that my yeah. one of my teachers Ira Coleman built for me, yeah. um, and I got a Sire, uh, five string, nice Marcus Miller. Those, bro, those sires are killing. Actually, oh my, yeah. a lot of people got stuff to say about it. Man, listen, it don't matter. It's not about the machine. It's about the the hands that the machine is in. What? But dude, everyone I play feels like butter, man. I I I dig them. You know, I used to have. I used to long, long time ago. I used to have a Hondo. You remember those? No, I actually I might have seen like Like a guitar, a Hondo guitar or something. Stupidest bass ever, but it sounded so good, and I I kept it for as long as I could. I don't have it anymore, Hmm. but I kept it for as long as I could because it sounded so good. Oh yeah. yeah, you find those, man. Yeah. Even... But it sound that thing sounded it gets sounded. Oh yeah. Oh man, I missed that bass. I need to find one. Yeah, man. My jazz bass I bought for three hundred dollars in eleventh grade. Ooh. Mexican Fender. Amazing yeah. neck. Beautiful bass. I still use it on gigs to this day. Yes, and, you know, I, my brother's first uh or his second guitar he ever bought when we were kids was a yeah. Squire strat. Cheap ass guitar, probably cost two hundred dollars maybe hey, at listen. most and beaut i love playing it the way it just feels today like the neck of it oh it's so great i love those bases and i love the necks on them you know fender sent me a uh a reissue uh i think it's a 68 reissue jazz bass with the block and lace yeah, and yeah. uh Man, it sounds really good. And you know what's crazy is um, I'm a child of the 80s. So I frequently go back to that as inspiration when I'm recording. And a lot of times I got to use the jazz bass because I want to slap. And this jazz bass is a passive jazz bass. It don't have, it's not like no Marcus Miller souped up bass with batteries. If you listen, if you. I mean the sire, the sire. I know some. I know the sire has active ones, mm-hmm. 
they have active ones, but I, I, I I'm not gonna say when I was just getting ready to say. See, I'm 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 exercising great strength. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, I did not used to be this way. Um, such a professional interviewer. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? Look, no, um, dodging controversy. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Um, I was gonna say. Let's that... talk about trumpet players that play bass that you hate. Okay, yeah, I hey man, keep playing the bass. That's all. (laughs) Oh, yeah, bass is great. Keep playing the bass. Yeah, you don't want to hear me on that. You don't want to hear me on trombone for sure. I'm trying to make myself sing now. That's shit. You don't want to hear. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, man, I wanted to ask about film scoring, Um, you know, as someone who is such a big fan of it, uh, you know, what's an example of something from like an early age that would like get your imagination going? I remember hearing like Tom and Jerry shit when I was young and how how much a story those soundtracks tell. Oh, let me see. You got an example for us right now? <laughs> I got to find it. Because I don't know how to say the dude's name. Um, man, in the fuck is this record? Hold on, I'm getting close. Amazing collection. Um, oh, yeah. This, so... I don't know if you you can see all of that. There's that, and there's a whole nother one behind me. I can see that but it's a lot. <laughs> this, you can see that it's a lot. Better this than my whole, These three here, one, two, three, these are all soundtracks. This is all soundtracks. And if I could find... Ah, here it is. It is... Uh, it's an Italian um, soundtrack. It's called The Man with the Icy Eyes, and it's by Peppino De Lucia. And this is this, this, and Three Days in the Condor by Dave Grusin. Oh, yeah, never my, heard of them. Uh, huh? Never heard of them, either of them. You've never heard of either of them? Oh, no. man. You really got to check out. You really got to check out Dave Grusin. Dave Grusin is behind a lot of a lot of movies that you know. You've seen The Goonies, right? Yeah. He did The Goonies. Okay. You ever seen On Golden Pond? He did no. On Golden Pond. You ever seen Heaven Can Wait with Warren Beatty? Nope. Okay. See, y'all are young. Y'all don't, y'all don't know shit. Y'all there's so many movies. Know. I'm trying. I'm how, trying. How, wait a minute. You you wait a minute. You how old again? Say 26. And how old are you? I'm 50. And you 50. So then you should be my man. Where you at? He's I'm helping me. He shows I'm listening me stuff. to you, man. I'm listening to your interview. I mean, you, you help me out. Listen, you... <laughs> I'm coming from upstate New York country, middle of nowhere. And uh-huh. it, he had me as a student in college when I was just, he, I, you should have seen the shit I didn't know about back then. Okay. He, he's the one who put me on the I Wish by Stevie. I didn't even know that coming into his class. Okay. Well, then why are you giving the interview? Why is he, he, he giving the interview? I'm well. I'm I'm waiting. I'm. Just I was gonna. Time. I was gonna turn. I was gonna ask him if he had a question to give, but we 
we kind I'm of just fucking with y'all. I'm just, giving, <laughs> I'm just giving y'all shit. We'll man. argue about this later, Matt. I'm just having some fun, man. I'm having some fun today. I'm in a great mood. I love this. This is awesome. Is it so time for my fun. question, Brad? You said? <laughs> <laughs> So oh, oh, wait, 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 though. There's a couple more. There's a couple more. There's the Wiz by the by Quincy Jones. It's actually actually Charlie Smalls is the one who wrote the music. Quincy is just the one who revived it and made it as amazing as it was in the movie. The play there's two soundtracks. There's a play version and there's a movie version. And Yes, the movie version is extravagant and it's got all of the greatest people. Wayne's on that. Oh. Um, yeah, because Quincy call you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh <laughs> Quincy, Quincy, oh. Quincy, I want I want to see Quincy's Rolodex. Um, <laughs> um but but the play version is absolutely very, very special too. And the reason I like the play version is because there's still an element of innocence with it mm. because it was something new, you know. Then it was a then it was uh us taking a chance on uh make it it's just it's just it's it's just dope. I I, I got I got other things I could say about it. But the best way to the best way to say that is is that is what turned me out to look further into movies and soundtracks. Oh, wow. It's wanting that music all the time and wanting that to be accessible all the time. Yeah. Um to the point where when I was when I was younger, there would be things that I would see on television. Um that would only be on like, you know, soundtracks would put the movie music out and then there's some stuff in the movie that didn't make the soundtrack. And I was always the kid with my tape recorder putting it up to the screen, just recording that one part of the movie because it's the dopest shit I've ever heard, even if it's like 15 or 20 seconds. Wow, because man. that's usually what it was. And on my movie thing, I went back to a lot of that shit that I recorded as a kid and I re-recorded it myself. And that was really part of the reason why I made that while I've been making this movie thing. So that's another reason why I can't wait for everybody here. It's fucking killing. But soundtracks are dope. Soundtracks are where I get a lot of my ideas from. And um yeah. I, yeah, man, I can't wait to hear it. I mean, you know, that, that you you love it because it's familiar. You know, it's like I used to watch this shit on TV, or you know, you hear something. Oh, I know that. That's Price is Right, or just anything. You know what I'm saying? It's, it has it's, an emotion. Uh, it reminds me of it's. It's a constant reminder of my childhood. I was just telling my wife the other day that I was really missing the moments when I would get up in the morning and watch TV with my mom before I had to go to school and she had to go to work. And, you know, just that time of calm franticness with the soundtrack. I'm telling you, my mind's weird, but these are, but these are the things that inspire me to make music, you know, because with music, we're allowed to time travel and be in any 
moment in our lives whenever we want to be. You know? Yeah. All right, man. Like I said, man, I can't wait to hear the album. I can't and wait the, the choices. You told yeah, me about some of them before, it's, but it's it's some of it's <laughs> it's some of my best work. I very think cool. awesome. I think it's some of the best shit I've ever done. It's very elaborate and it just allowed me just to the where technology has gone and grown to, it has allowed me to, to basically just do whatever the fuck I want to do. You know, yeah, within reason, of course. But you know, it's now put one of them out. Huh? I know you're doing what, what the you fuck know you what want I'm to do about now. Put to. one you of those what? albums really, out. Real talk, I ain't even going to lie. I'm about to. Like, I got some that's just sitting yeah, man. waiting to go. And I need to just put one out just so that, you know. Yeah, I'm excited, though. I know you work. I know it takes a long time. I know the, you know, spiritual didn't come out. I, mean, I know that shit takes time, man. So I'm all, that'll yeah, hold it, me over. That'll... Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll hold you over. But that Earth, Wind, and Fire is about to come out. I'm excited. You let me guess. You're doing the thing that's next on the queue, so that's about to come out. So that'll hold you over for a little while. Y'all gonna love that shit. Yeah, you do. Can't hide love. You know what? Actually, we didn't do can't hide uh, love. Shit, I know do you it. do. I've seen you do I'm it on tired YouTube. Of that damn song. Okay, I just I yeah, love I, your I, version I, on I, YouTube. I, I, I'm not tired of it. I'll never get tired of can't hide love. That's all. But you know what? It what it what it is. It what it so what I associate that song with is just like autopilot. A lot of times, I mean, and and I always feel like doing that song, but a lot of times that's usually in the in, in my gig where I need a break. Yeah. So even if I'm singing, it's something that I could like. That song is a song that I can do in my sleep. So that's kind of me taking a breather. Okay. And yeah. If y'all ever so, so anybody who watches this now knows that Nigel's taking a break within a break whenever I'm doing Can't Hide Love. Yeah. Unless I'm doing it with, with Philip Bailey or anybody from Earth when I'm required to work. <laughs> then then I'm the gas that. on. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Have you gotten to do that? Have you? No, I haven't. Them? Okay, no, okay. I haven't. I haven't met anyone from Earth, Wind, and Fire yet. I, I'm sure I, it's coming. I hope to. I'm sure it's coming. Yeah, I hope so. Matt, do you have any thoughts on Earth, Wind, and Fire? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. But Matt, if you if you want to take the floor, but I feel like I've been talking so much. I was when you were mentioning uh, Dave Grusa before. That's the same. That's like the soundtrack for the Firm, right? All that solo piano stuff. Yeah. That, Exactly, the firm. That's another movie. Yeah, um, man. I I thought it was an amazing soundtrack. You guys know who Terrence Blanchard is? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Terrence Blanchard is another person. He and what the fuck is the name? Is of that that Mo Better Blues was that the Spike Lee? Oh, yep, that's Mo Better Blues. He yeah. did that one. But I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of the one that he did with Dave Grusin. Oh, and it was a Harrison Ford movie. What the fuck? I gotta go in here because it's so dope. Um, what year are you talking? Uh, this is like this is like 90s. Um, so regarding Henry, nope, hold on, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna laugh. Where is it? Come on, what is the name of that fucking record? (laughs) Hearts. That's what it is. Hearts something. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. Okay. All right. Do you, do you know what it is yet? You don't know. No. It's called Random Hearts is the name of the movie. Never even heard of it. You've never heard of it. And that's the other thing is the, the movies you've never heard of are the dopest soundtracks ever. Oh, yeah. I got to <laughs> check it out. They are so killing. And it's and so that's Terrence Blanchard and Dave Grusin. I, I, so all right. I'm going to check this one out. Yeah. That's being better than me taking notes. Take a note. Take, I'll take listen it. back. Right. I gotta listen back for the freaking two dozen albums we've already talked <laughs> talked about listening to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I did have some questions. I wanted to talk about New Orleans, if you will, because uh, sure. uh, I didn't know about the stuff that you had done with um, with John Cleary, and I I just I'm just curious about it. So I was reading that you moved there in 2011. Is that so? Yes. And was was that with the intent of playing with these folks, or were you going there? Why why did you why did you move to New Orleans? I'm just curious how how this came about because the music that came out of that period for you is amazing. And I saw some duo videos of you guys just uh, affectionately uh, playing with each other, and it was it was just beautiful to see and hear. And then I went back and checked out go-go juice because that that one wasn't on my radar and that's an amazing an amazing album and i just was curious how that how that came about and and and, and if you could just talk about that era a little bit i moved from i don't know it might have been 2012 all right i'll update your wiki yeah it was 2012 i think that i moved to uh new orleans from harlem I was living in Harlem. Where were you in Harlem? I was on 129th and St. Nick. Damn, man, I used to play at 138th and St. Nick. I think that was at St. Nick's Pub up there before. St. Nick's Pub with Donald Smith? Well, with Patience Higgins. I used you to remember do, Don, I, you remember Donald Smith used to play there? Um, this was in the 90s for me, but I used to love okay. They had two sessions there on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I always went on Mondays. I would go on Wednesdays. <laughs> That's crazy because I would go on Wednesdays because Donald Smith was playing, and Donald Smith is Lonnie Liston Smith's brother. That's okay. the one. Oh. So if, you, if, you, if you're into Lonnie Liston Smith, if you've ever heard of Lonnie Liston Smith, Lonnie Liston Smith is has a vocalist who has like a kind of a uh, high falsetto voice and he plays the flute as well. That's his brother. And that's how I met Donald Smith. And I had some, boy, I, boy, when I was in Harlem, <laughs> ah, oh man, I had some fun in Harlem, but, uh, um, me too. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I used I to play at showman's all the time with Jimmy, Jimmy preacher Ooh, Robbins. That yeah. Was- yeah. That was another place. Yeah. Yep. I used to, um, yeah, I used to get down in Harlem. Harlem was great, but I moved in 2012, and I just kind of got it. I always wanted to. I always wanted to move here because, uh, at the time when I was younger, I just felt like I wanted to go someplace where I could be weird and not be bothered. And uh, I came down here. This is the first place I thought of. And it was the best thing, best decision I ever made. You know, um, I learned a lot about myself here in this place. I really, really did. And 
the people here, the musicians, and the people have brought me and taken me under their wing. They didn't know me from Adam, and they took me under their wing immediately and let me know that I was one of theirs. And that's why I moved here. And that's why, even though I'm not from here, what I represent musically is resilience. And what I represent in my life is resilience. My entire life, um, you know, I've been through quite a bit in 41 years, you know, um, and I'm grateful to be here to tell the story. And if it's one thing that I've learned from the people of New Orleans is that when you want something bad enough, uh you will be you will be put in a position to get it when it's time and uh, and you need to be strong and steadfast in what it is you want and you'll receive it and that is what the people of New Orleans have taught me that's what the music of New Orleans has always taught me you know uh we as black people are are uh, the the kings and queens of making something out of nothing. And uh, that's one thing that I really enjoy about New Orleans as well, is that it just is a confirmation to how beautiful my people are. And that's why I live here. And that's why I play the music here. And that's why I love, and the music don't have nothing to do with what color you are, because the music is the only thing that connects us all. And that's another reason why I live here. And, uh, yeah, and I met my wife here and like, you know, yeah, I'm, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, all right. I haven't so, been, I gotta. I love although you now. see this redskin shit on my wall, but that's, that's. Oh, I thought you were talking about me for a second. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't, I don't support the Redskins or anything like that anymore. That's just you know, remnants of, of, of great people in Washington. Yes. No, I'm just so used to Matt calling me a redhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It comes uh, up a lot on the show. It does. It looks like he calls you a lot of shit. Oh, that's 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 part of the dynamic. I, I like it. You that's know, what I, I'm about to say. I'm literally, I'm, I'm picking up what y'all putting down. I'm I'm <laughs> down for a good roast, dude. I know I look funny. I look like Macklemore on fentanyl, as hey, I say. Damn. Hey, you said it, not me. Oh, <laughs> uh, <but>, uh, <laughs> yeah, you roasted yourself. I don't even have to roasted chime yourself. In. You roasted damn. your damn self. Well, uh, what do I, I do? What do I say dude. to that? I I agree. Like I don't know, I don't know what the best response is. That's between y'all. That's those aren't the those aren't the questions I'm here to answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> did, did you have more on that on that topic, man? Well, I just was. I really loved all of on on that on the Cleary album. You're playing keyboard. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yep. Are you? But you're not singing on that one. I'm probably singing backgrounds. Yeah, I was curious because I couldn't I'm find singing, it. I'm not singing. No, I'm not singing no lead shit. I gotta be honest, and, and I, I don't want people to take the wrong idea from when I say this, but I really love doing projects where I'm not singing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because 
I'm a keyboard player first. I've always, I've really always been that. And that's another reason why I love Cleary. Because Cleary don't fucking need me. I mean, he can play. He can do all that shit. He know how to play. But, you know, what I do is I feel like I got this. I I have a special sauce, if you will, uh, that only I know how to make. And um, I think that that's one of my strong points. I know a lot of people that can play circles around me, and I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. Um, but I just feel like there's a lot of no nobody can bring a vibe and do the things that I can do because uh, because that's how we were made. We were all made that way. That's not me being big headed or saying, "Oh, I'm the shit." And I, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm comfortable where I am in my life right now because I am. I enjoy what it is that I can do and what I bring to the table. And it's not about doing what someone else does. We all start that way. We all start from being influenced by someone heavily, even sometimes. And a lot of those decisions that we make musically and even in our lives, we make decisions based upon what other people have done instead of doing what we do and sit sit in what we do that comes from us naturally and that takes time and that's and that's that's where i am i think musically in my life you know i'm not ever going to be Corey henry but Corey henry is never going to be me you know and you know uh i know some people will be like well that's how you, that's what makes you sleep at night and it does so there you go yeah. um but 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 and 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 that's not and that and uh, please that's not me saying anything bad against Corey Henry because that's my dude that's my oh, that's shit. my brother. Oh, um, I just made a video of of all my I'm I'm doing a video of uh my rig rundown in my studio, just going through all my shit, mm-hmm. and um I go and I I tell a story about how I lost the keyboard to him in a bet. <laughs> Uh, but you'll have to wait until that video comes out. Oh, teaser! I gotta Check keep some video. shit to myself. You're, yeah, I gotta you're fine. I'm just, thing. I'm just trying to get the scoop. At least I got, just at least I got your it. sneaker collection, your vinyl collection. So we got the scoop. We got the scoop yeah. here on the mic of the month. I collect things. I'm a hoarder. My wife calls me. Yeah. I'm what else do you collect besides besides shoes and records and synths? Keyboards. I knew it. I knew. I was knew you were gonna say that. See, uh, if we were in the studio, you would see the 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 the, the situation that I have in there. But my internet wait for the rig rundown. You wouldn't it's be okay. able to hear a word I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's okay. We'll save that for the rig rundown. Save it for the rig rundown. You'll mm-hmm. see all in my shit. What yeah. I was gonna say regarding that album and all the other things that I really enjoyed checking out in the last couple of weeks. Uh, in your catalog was that uh, the one thing that you do bring and it seems like every member of your band brings is there's a stunning amount of joy when y'all are playing like everybody's smiling the music feels good always feels good and everything seems to stem from that whether you're living in new orleans or wherever stage you're on around the world it always is everything i listen to always has that same joy to it and i think that's what you're talking about as well what you bring yeah. you're 
the Nigel Joy is something that uh, is it's that is unique to you. It would seem. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And that that joy comes with that joy comes with a, having to have dealt with a lot of pain. <laughs> but because uh, you know, there's no joy without pain. Sunshine and rain. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, life, life, life's good. Life is good. Yeah, man. Well, you, yeah. Every podcast you have listened to, messaging a lot of your songs. I always get that opening vibe, and it's it's a beautiful. I energy. love podcasts. Well, so let me ask you guys a question now. Okay. okay. You guys are doing a podcast. How easy would this be for me? To for do? you? Yeah. Super easy. You got management. You got, you know, I'm sure you could get a producer going with you. That's the that's the tough thing is is the production side and everything. But you I know you can you like obviously everyone would hear you talk. Because oh, I just want to call people up on Zoom and just cuss them the fuck out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that can be your that can be your whole podcast. That would be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really want to do a podcast. I really want to do stuff like like that's why I'm making my little videos and got yeah. my camera. Man, I got this iPhone camera. It's like a this phone, this camera phone is dope. That's like a brand new camera. What I'm using right now. That motherfucker. That's what I'm using right now. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yep. It's so killing. This got the I mean you could call your you could call your podcast for the records, shoes and keyboards. For the records, shoes and keyboards. You know what I'm saying? You're welcome. I'm down with that. I might, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I might work that out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a, I'm gonna send you a, I'll send you something to see if I can use that. It is easy yeah. enough. Get the management together. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It's easy I enough. A manager and a producer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think you do. I think you could just start with you. I mean, honestly, the editing that it take that if you can if you can play keyboard. You can manage Final Cut Pro. Oh, you, you can know. definitely oh, do it. I'm, it's just bro, if you, if you I want to minimize the time right now. That's what I'm using. Literally, oh, Final yeah. Cut yeah, Pro is is iMovie the advanced version. That's all. Final Cut Pro is iMovie. It's just it's like what what Logic is to uh, GarageBand. Oh, that's it. it. So, it yeah, it's just a pared down it. version. I use Logic like a motherfucker. That's great. Yeah, I, I I would imagine you you do. Yeah. So then all of this is then you you would have no problems. You know, and people would I would line up to hear your podcast. So yeah. I think you would have no problem doing it. Explicit content. That's fine. Yeah. Explicit content. I like to use the F word a lot. Yeah, I gotta have an explicit I just wanna live in a world where nobody telling me what I need to say and not say. Y'all really love this guy. For <laughs> <laughs> next question. Yeah, um, we have to put an explicit warning on this just because oh, of yes. Brad, Brad's Brad's gingerdom. Fuck! Now you do. <laughs> very very bright colored skin. Yeah, yes. May yeah. may ca- cause epileptic issues. Yeah, yeah. Brad's um, ginger causes epileptic seizures. Absolutely. Go ahead, Brad. You got the next one. Well, we, we um, when I interviewed you the last time, we talked a bit about how you had a radio show at one point and you got to interview George Duke and what that was like. Yep. And I was curious to ask, you know, if you were moving in the direction of doing any more public speaking as of, you know, since we last talked. I like to talk. So any opportunity I get to talk, I'm more than likely going to take it. Uh, <laughs> um, 
there is I'm trying to get a I'm trying to do some radio shows down here in New Orleans so that I could take my records and spend them at the radio station. Yeah. And I like I I I used to do radio, so I know how to do radio. Um nobody has contacted me to do public speaking or anything like that yet. Uh, <laughs> well, I feel uh, like as a as a vocalist and as a front like fronting a band, I feel like you always do a great job of kind of filling that space and addressing the crowd, which I feel like is just as integral, you know, a part of being yeah. a showman. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's um, it's definitely something that I want to do. I definitely feel like I have it in my heart to teach one day. So. Um, hopefully I'll be able to do that. But I'm available for public speaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want everybody to know that, you know, I'm 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 not cheap, but I won't break you. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'd I love a good things. Nigel Hall masterclass for sure. I know some things. <laughs> I know um, a couple a couple things. Yeah, you know, have a master class about shoes and keyboards. You call me. <laughs> how they coincide with one. <laughs> <Tell> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, my my uh, you know, b- besides being a bass player, my hobby is stand up comedy. Um, which I think we talked a little bit about. I love um, comedy. I wish I was a comedian. Well, that's something I would love to hear you do also um you know not i don't know if you would but it would be very interesting um and i i would love to know what in stand-up comedy right now is is making you excited about the the art form well there's a couple of things i would love to do comedy i think the kind of comedy that i like though would go over a lot of people's heads and it would miss a lot of people based on what it's about and uh i just like i like weird shit now don't get that twisted i'm not gonna say some shit like i like bestiality or anything (laughs) that's not weird i'm talking about but i like dark comedy and i i like stupid shit and i like dark comedy okay i like things that you can learn from all these like you can learn from music, you can learn from comedy. Um, I did a skit with a friend of mine, his name is Mike Gibney, a long time ago that we were supposed to pitch to Comedy Central, and it was a really good thing. And it was on YouTube, I don't know what happened to it, I but find it, it was about Mike Gibney, who was our production manager at the time, but he wrote goes under the Handle Gibbs Music. Y'all should check him out. He's okay. he's an amazing songwriter and an amazing voice too. Um, but he's also a writer. He's a great comic comic writer and scripts and all and all those sorts of, sorts of things. Can you tell me his name again? Mike Gibney. Uh, Gibbs Music at Gibbs Music. Check him out. All right. Um, but he uh he wrote a script about racist children's music it was the funniest fucking shit of all time and 
it was post the, the skit was me coming into the studio to him working on this music. <laughs> and he's like, hey, come sit down. I want to, he's like, he's like, come check this song out. There's a song, I wrote a song to wrote, write some kids' music. And I'm like, okay, check it out. He's like, well, all right, check this one out. This one's called The Shadow Man. And uh uh, what's it? The someone in the shadow. You gotta keep clear from the man with the shadow, but have no fear. Stay away from the dark people. Stay away from them. Yeah, oh yeah. Stay away from the dark people. Keeping the race if you want to be safe. And it's, oh. it's, it's so crazy because I'm like. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, but, but, but the whole I wish the skit was still available because it used to be on YouTube. Somebody took it all because it was too real. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because because I listen, Come the, the, my delivery, my delivery was I killed that shit. And I love that kind of shit. <laughs> and like I love Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney's one of my favorite comedians. There's this comedy, there's this comedy that I'm watching right now, though. By a cat named Joshua Crawford, who is a drummer, um, and he does God, and he, you know he's he's in the gospel scene, and he does a character called Bishop Bosley, and he's obviously doing a character because the makeup is the makeup is 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 obvious. It's not like like you know it's not like he tried to actually pull off that he was an older person like it's clear yeah. that this is makeup and it's clear that i'm doing a a, um, a character and just his character is a old preacher you have to kind of know you have to kind of know church life to get it but he plays the character of an old preacher who is just not giving a fuck about anything you about about how you need to hear the word the word is the word and he knows the scripture and so he goes into the scripture to support his like no nonsense approach to you know hold on i'm gonna I'm, can i show you guys something right quick i don't know how it'll come out as long across. as we don't get copyright yeah, yeah. striked it's 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 not copyright. He ain't got money like that. <laughs> I, if, anything, if anything, this will help him get more followers. Yes. So, so guaranteed to get forty one. Bishop Bosley can call me because <laughs> I would love to hear and talk to Bishop Bosley. Right, yeah, we got the just, Nigel Hall insurance policy. Just yep, just give I'm out your phone me. number right now so everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> all right. Um, hold on. Let me see. Okay, look. This is. All right. I don't know if you can see that. But here we go. Yeah, yeah. As you can see, that's a character. That's his character. And Superman or Batman? Jesus. <laughs> 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 well, and, that, and that, I mean, and that, that's just a small thing. But that's my point. It's like Superman and Batman. He don't know or care nothing about the world. It's all Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 but yeah. and 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 I like I enjoy I enjoy watching people get yelled at for some reason. 
<laughs> There's a show on TV called Bar Rescue that I oh, yeah. Boy, <laughs> with John Taffer. Because he he just yells at these people who are just 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 satisfied failing. It's, so were you a Hell's Kitchen fan as well with with Gordon Ramsay? You know Ramsey? what? You know what? <laughs> so no, I didn't. I didn't. I was a Kitchen Nightmares fan. I'm a uh-huh, Kitchen uh-huh. Nightmares. Fan. I'm not a Kitchen. I'm not a Hell's Kitchen. The whole competition shit don't work for me. He got to come into the establishment, tell you all about yourself, and leave. Those are the things that I think are funny. That was that Australian dude, like a big jack dude. Was that that show? There was that guy, and I didn't really like that guy. I didn't like him either. Fuck, he was saying half the damn time. (laughs) But Gordon Ramsay with the Kitchen Nightmares, uh, John Taffer with the Bar Rescue, and there was a show that used to come on. It don't come on no more. I wish they still had this show. It's called To Catch a Contractor. Oh, okay. Which, which which is a playoff to catch a predator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which which I love that show because I love seeing these fucking freaks get. get yeah. Just, yep. I got Brad, you. Brad used to watch that show just to get advice. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> I just think it's fucking hilarious because yeah. Chris Hansen comes. Oh up man, expect, look when they expect the little the little boy or little girl to come yeah. out. See, I told you I like dark. It's dark comedy to me. This is yeah. Funny. That show wasn't meant they, to be funny, and, but it's and, hilarious. And, and them people are getting exactly what the fuck they deserve too. Oh, I love it. He looks in the back. He's like, "Oh, what did you?" Bring? I love it. He bring? comes out. He comes out in the fucking. He comes out when they're expecting something else, and he he and he. How and you he, doing? And he, how you doing? You want, you, you want here? Have a have a cookie. You want? I see you looking at the cookies. Yeah, have a cookie. Have a cookie. And he pulls out the transcripts. Yeah, you, say, you said you want to have, you know, and he start and he start talking. He brings the whole conversation back up, and these people be sweating. Oh, I love he, it. Yeah. Oh man, oh, my that, favorite part. What I was just saying was like when he's like, "Oh, what what did you bring with you?" And there's like a six pack of beer, some condoms, and some rope. Lube. And this cat's like <laughs> just trying to say that he was looking for a meeting with a lawnmower or oh, something. So you, like oh, so you, oh, so you were coming to buy a lawnmower. What do you need food for? <laughs> yeah, right. And then they always walk out, and there's like eight condoms. Hey, look, look, look. Here you go, Chris, Chris Hansen. You need condoms to, to, to buy a lawnmower? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> shit like that. I love that shit. That shit yeah. And they all go to jail. And they all, they all get arrested. Jail. They walk outside, and they all get arrested. Yep. Like, well, I'm Chris Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> CNBC, and if that's all you have, you're welcome to leave. That was a good gig for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's also, he's got a podcast. I bet he he's does. actually got a podcast where he kind of goes through some of the most memorable moments of that show, and it's just so it's just it's just so crazy. It is crazy. I feel like yeah. you could do a musician's version where you post about a gig on Facebook just openly to everyone, yeah. and you 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 let the people come in and see what they actually end up playing like. Or I could just do that and and send those people all of the people who still owe me money, and I'll just come out. <laughs> you can show up here. You answer this phone call, but you don't answer my phone call. <laughs> I see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll and see who can get on the Zoom. You chat. said no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got some ideas for some motherfuckers. Don't get me started. What was the show you brought up for that, though? To catch a 
that's a contractor. Contractor, right. So that show is funny because these people are just fucking ridiculous. And it's the people's fault because they hire these motherfuckers who they didn't do no research about. It's because they're out in El Segundo in L.A. and wherever the fuck they are in the valley and just got fucking people taking care of them, hand and foot, and nope, just call a contractor and just, you know what I'm saying? And they come people and they come fuck your house up and then you wonder why your house is fucked up. There's a guy in Canada. But then the people that they call to go and do these jobs are like the most clueless people. Yeah. And they mess up their homes. It's it's terrible. Fuck your house up. They done tore your house apart. And they got you downstairs in the basement shitting in a bucket. And you know what I'm saying? You and your retirement is gone now because you you know what I'm saying? It's 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 crazy. And then there's the other guy that I was I was just saying, the guy in Canada. I, I I can't remember his first name, but his show is called Homes on Homes. And he goes in and fixes all of these disaster houses that other countries. Oh, yeah, I would like to see that show. Oh, what yeah. If you could deal with the accent, if you could deal with the Canadian accent, it's annoying, but it's a great show. Oh, at least he's not Australian. Hold down quick than a month. Yeah, it's not Australian, but you could definitely you can hear what they're saying. But uh, it, it, homes on homes is called, huh? Yeah, H O L M E S on homes. Homes, homes on homes. And his whole family, his uh, I think his daughter and now his son are, are 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 are. He's been doing the show for a few years, but it is cool because they go back and fix it right. Nice, and it's wild to see like what this person should have what they go from to yeah. what they go from to what they end up at yeah and he That's does also it. my thing too is i love before and after shows and then he does it for free because yeah, he does it for free yeah because they lost everything like you said on their on their home renovation that you went because some of the people be taking their shit back no well oh, really? Yeah, I've heard some of, some of them people, some of them shows where they go and all oh, they came and fix your show. Some of them shows they take this shit back or they make you pay for it. Mm. They, they figure out a way. If you can't pay for it now, you're going to pay for it one way. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I never. And, and I never that, sounds, that sounds about right with, 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 with Hollywood and television. So there you um, go. Yeah. I never really watched those type of like before and after shows, except when I was really little on MTV. I would watch with my brothers Pimp My Ride. That's where it all started. You That's know those cars are going back. All of those. Sometimes. The thing is, Brad, it, it's also your age. Like, we're married. So those shows are on in our houses. But you're not married. So you're still enjoying your TV time. You're still, you're still <laughs> watching Grushin. shit that you want to watch. Yeah, that's different. You, right? you, you, you don't even know who Dave Grossman is. I can't, <laughs> I can't take you seriously. I'll do, my, I'll do better by next I'm interview, take Nigel. You, seriously. you don't know who, you ain't never seen the Goonies. How are you supposed to take, I said I saw the Goonies. Take, did he say the Goonies? Or I said I saw, movie? very recent though, I was late to the Goonies. Okay, so you just saw the Goonies and you wanted to have a conversation about Dave Groot. Be quiet, turn this camera off. Listen, man, <laughs> right, I knew you weren't going to take me seriously. Him. Look at me, look at <laughs> I expect that. Can you, who, who, you, you in control of, mute him. 
All right. It's coming. <laughs> yep. And just so you know, if I do mute his picture, my shirt will go back to being an actual black shirt. It's just that Brad's hair color. <laughs> lighten this up. It's the reflection. Why is he getting you like this? Keep this up, be... Nigel. This could be the first episode of your podcast where you just yell at people this, over the phone. This might be it. <laughs> Send me all the good clips. And we'll make a good trail between the two. Um, well, on the, on the subject of comedy still, I, I'm, I was always very curious. I love The Sun, another one of my favorite songs off of Spiritual. Oh. Towards the end, you guys are talking about something in the background something something charlie murphy what are you guys referencing about charlie murphy in the song the sun <laughs> we're talking about um we're talking about when charlie murphy was um he's talking about when his um when his parents when he was uh when he was a child and he would come in the house beat up uh, we were talk. We would the 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 conversation was about failure not being an option. But that was the original premise of the conversation. And we were in the back of the tour bus smoking one night, and we were just having a time like we always do. We were in Chicago. I remember it vividly. And he started talking about how failure was not an option, and. Uh, he said, "You remember when Charlie?" He said, "Remember when Charlie Murphy?" Because he's got a stand up. We he's talking about. He came in the house all beat up because he got bullied by one of the kids in the neighborhood. And he said, "And she and she said to him, you either go out there and whip his ass, or I'm gonna whip your ass.' <laughs> Failure is not an option. You better go out there and whoop his ass because we gotta go get this money." And we were just basically talking about what yeah. we got to deal with on a daily basis. That's the that's the everyday fight for us. Is we got to go out there and get this money because failure is not an option. Yeah, man. Very, very cool to know. Only, I... only, only championships. Hmm. Only championships. I love listening to Charlie talk about that. I do playoffs. I do championships. I do finals. Hmm. You know, and if you think that way, if that's how you think, uh, when you start anything, if that's how you think at the beginning of the day, then the, <laughs> as Bishop Bob, as Bishop Bosley would say, the Bible says that as a man thinketh, so is he. So wherever your thought, wherever your thoughts are, is what you're going to produce. So. That's basically what we were talking about. We were talking about something very serious, actually, but we are not a serious bunch. Let's <laughs> crack up on the track. I just couldn't tell exactly what you're yeah, talking yeah, about. We, but I love... we, yeah, we 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 laughing, but it ain't funny. Yeah, but I love a good Charlie Murphy reference, man. And another big part of my childhood is all that Chappelle show shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me too. Um, that's another thing. That's another you all. You, that's another thing you dating yourself. That's part of if that was part of your childhood. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's all yeah. right, man. Living your youth, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm a little shit. I know. It's that's <laughs> like I said. I'm just lucky yeah. that you're willing to talk. You know, me. I'm stoked that my you know my children. I got two boys, and they're 23 and 21. Oh wow. You know, and like I watch them all the time, and I'm just like, damn, y'all just don't even fucking know. 
like you did. <laughs> yeah, different era. Different era. I was just talking to someone last night who's got a, a, a 15-year-old daughter. and Bro, we grew up with no fucking internet and no fucking cell phones. We had hey, no I had dial-up, no cell phone in the beginning, the man. fucking answer machine. Tape. House. Cassette. Now I can pull up as much porn as I want to <laughs> at, 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 at 1.30 in the afternoon if I feel like it. Yeah, don't pull that up. We can watch the preacher video, but no. I'm not pulling that up. I'm all right. not pulling that up. Don't pull it up or out. <laughs> we, can't hang, we, we can't hang yeah. with that one. You got to do all that. I'm just making a point. Yeah, yeah I get you. Saying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Imagine us in the 80s looking yeah. up Vanessa Del Rio. <laughs> See, just the little, little young young man don't know nothing about. I don't you. know who she is. It's so I funny. Know. Yeah, it hits. <laughs> but you know, I know you know. Honestly, well, I man, was on the cusp. You jumped under I... that hat so quick. <laughs> 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 now, for me in the eighties, man, it was Felicia Rashad. I'm not gonna lie. You know, it man, was Felicia Rashad. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have. Yeah, I just ordered a Felicia Rashad shirt. Did from... you really? Yes. Yep. Dude, yep. my t-shirt, my t- and there's another thing I fucking collect is t-shirts. Same. My, my wife hates it. She's like, oh man, oh, you and these fucking t-shirts. I love t-shirts. She doesn't hate it, but she's very frustrated with me when I because I love clothes. I just do. Yeah, all, just I just I just I just do. You know. Yeah, but those shoes behind you are going to increase in value over time. So that's a bit of a 403B right behind you, man. I, I You could pitch that. Yeah, No, I mean, I but the time. 80s, though, it is. I we got were, time. Ask me whatever you want. If but you want to we keep going, we can still go a little bit. Let's go. I was going to say, though, growing up in that era, um, and I have 10 years on you, Nigel, but, like, I wouldn't have traded. I wouldn't have. I'm so glad and uh, grateful that we didn't have this kind of technology when we were kids Man, things that I, we were able to do without without there I, being repercussions or the memory of it you know what i mean like we could just we, and we had to we, hang out with each other we had to we go understand somewhere. we understand the power of a melody yeah not melody a memory memory we and a melody and and that but yeah. we understand how important memories are because we are forced to then we were forced to live in that melody. Yeah. I keep saying melody because I'm a musician. Memory, I know Memory. what you're saying. Uh, when you got your phone, you can leave reality. Yep. And in this small little window right here, you could leave your entire world and be gone for hours before you even realize it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we were talking to, about that. We used to go night. outside and play, bro. We used to go when when our parents did not want us in the house no more. They would put us out. Yeah. We had fine shit to do. Even though I, w- I have to say, even if it w- if Brad grew up that way, he wouldn't have been able to go outside too much if there was a lot of daylight. Had to be dark. Why you keep fucking yeah. with that man? Dude, my parents would have gone broke from the sunscreen bills. He would have burned. Oh my God, why you keep fucking with him? Because it's funny for me. Yeah. That's just how that's just what we do together. I was going to say, though, uh, regarding that growing up that way, I was talking to uh, my friend and his wife last night and they have a 15 year old daughter and they were talking about how ephemeral 
everything is now. This as far as the fleet, nothing has. I don't. I don't want to like paint with such a broad brush. Uh, but like when I was a kid, there's a lot of memories with albums that my parents had shared with me and my I'll never forget. Like, I know in my mind, like what the room like when when I got home from when my dad was a professional jazz musician. So when mm-hmm. I got home and told him I had just heard of Clifford Brown and he put on study and Brown and I hear uh, Cherokee or I hear Benson on George Benson on uh, Giblet Gravy or I hear dizzy on burden did like any of these things i know exactly what the room smelled like what it looked like and those albums when i when i play them now i still feel exactly that that moment and the love that my father had for and my parents had for that music and playing it for me mm-hmm. and then it makes me i'm not i don't want to sound like the old guy in the room but it does make me sad if things don't have that kind of value to them because i don't I'm know right there with you I, I can't relate at that point. It's frightening because the love and those memories, they're deep. And that's a experience that's that that's infinite. And I, I, I it, that does scare me that that might not be a thing anymore. I mean, I don't know what it's going to be replaced with, but I'm so glad that we grew up. People had to be in the same room. Hey, man, we're in a whole nother fucking world now, bro. We're whole other world. Yeah. What do we call it, bro? This AI shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just was watching. I don't want to get y'all canceled. I ain't gonna hold you, but this AI, this AI shit, is weird. Yeah, weird as fuck. And we are not. And we are not. We are. And we are in the future. The only thing, the only thing that ain't that don't seem futuristic is cars ain't flying yet. Yeah, coming. That's that. That that we probably ain't far (laughs) from that. Yeah. You know, it's really crazy because the 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 time to have learned about fundamental shit is over. That shit's done. Mm. You know, like I said, I look at my kids and I'm just like, yo, like y'all have no fucking clue of what life used to be like. And you know, all we can do is roll with the punches, you know. But it's the the other thing that I notice by looking at them is I can't get one thing. One thing I'm really trying hard not to do is tell them what they should and should be listening to. Yeah, that father was also a musician. I remember the moment, the day that my father sat me down and put on Romantic Warrior. By Return to Forever. I was four years old. I will never forget that day. Wow. I remember the way the house smelled. Yep. I remember what was on TV. I remember my father being frustrated with me because I would not leave him alone. And he put this record on. And that was the beginning of it all. I never talked to him again. <laughs> not really. But <laughs> uh, may as well. But. That was the day that I learned, and I and 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 there are other records that I remember listening to. The day that I remember them, like the, like who was Jill Scott? I remember I bought that on CD. I remember I waited. That's another thing. 
waiting for records to come out. Yeah, going to the record store. Going to this record store and yeah. surprise, there's a new record. All this, hi, I'm boom, 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 I have a new record. Not because I'm, because I mean, I have to do that too. But, you know, <laughs> then there wasn't any of that. There was a photo and in a record store and a date. Yep. And it's like, oh shit. And either you were dope enough to have motherfuckers lining around the fucking block yep. for your record yep. or come in, oh, surprise, you got a new record. Let me buy it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was the coolest shit about going to the record store because you were like, you were surprised, if anything, that, hey, there's a new record out. Oh, shit, I've never heard this. Oh, what's this? You know? I mean, I used to sit in front of the radio with a cassette on record and pause. That's what that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, do Buck, you don't know nothing about this life. Nope. You don't know nothing about the tapes. I had 20 the, songs the, the with hours. The, the hours that had 20 we had songs. to log in. Hold on, let me finish. The hours <laughs> that we had to fucking log in sitting in front of the radio. Playing a bunch of whack shit for that one song, <laughs> and you always miss the first three seconds of it. You like, always oh, miss the first <laughs> verse, and you get the chorus out. And you got you got to wait six more weeks to try to get the whole thing again. Yeah, it was, Ooh, I remember that life, and I oh my god, I cannot tell you that I remember those days. Yeah, and those days, I used to, I, I, when I hear, I wish, and I hear him talking about those days. Yeah, man, never understood, and never understood the real power of that song. Yep. Until right now, playing doctor with that girl and uh, uh, smoking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man no i know it's like it yeah, was nasty all... boy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's what it was man you and you had to be you were it was just you had to be in the same room you had to be together you know you had to go had to be together you had to be talking about something yeah you just you could just talk it wasn't nobody having a conversation and then 20 minutes later everybody just quiet because everybody's on their fucking phone Everybody's filming something in their fucking phone for some shit that don't nobody fucking care about. Cause you don't even care about it. You watching the shit through the phone. No, it's a yeah, it's a, it's attention through diversion. It's not, it's it's I I, I don't wanna like I, again, I don't want to sound like the old guy in the room, but there was a there was also the preservation of the, the, the innocence. There was no oh, record. You, are, you gotta stop saying that. You are the old guy in the room. You keep I, saying it. I you, know, but it's like I don't want to judge sound it. like the old guy in the room. I don't want to sound like I'm saying it was better for me, but I'm glad that it was the way it was because I I, I see the way it is now, and I there's too much permanence to all these things that should be fleeting because there's now all of the record of it. And it's kind of right. absurd. It's life right. is not, shouldn't be dealt with that way. And you know, what's the sad part about it is that all of that, it still exists. It's this actually is a good thing, but it's also the sad thing. It's yeah. all of that shit that we grew up with, like all of the shit, especially like, like that was like on TV. There's still a record of it. Yeah. 
still a record of Garfield. There's still oh, a yeah. record of the, the 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 eyewitness news at twelve o'clock in nineteen seventy eight. Like you can find shit like that. You can, but that's the, the thing that the thing that's sad about that is seeing that and remembering that there was a way that we there was a time where we were dealing with things. It was the most simpler time of life, and we were fine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I. But the one benefit that, from, go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry, man. It's 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 just sad that uh you know that some of those fundamentals uh we can't still go by today because there's always something fucking better. It's always something better, and every you know instead of just dealing with what works, you know. Yep. And just, yeah. It's, I'll tell you the one positive, though, or many positives, having YouTube and all, like you said, going, being able to find a news broadcast from the 70s. Uh, I recently, my father used to play in this, in the, in the Elgart, the Les Elgart big band. I don't know if you know what that is from the 60s. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's, you, uh, whatever, it's, it's, in, this was in the, this was in the mid 60s and they well, were on the tonight what show. I was saying is that I'm kind of doing a big band record but that's oh, oh okay that was okay you just did it there you go oh I didn't mean to do it no but that's all, <laughs> that's all right you did it you, whether you meant to or not you did I didn't I didn't mean to do it but I don't did it all right so fair <laughs> enough uh, but there's they were that's on the <laughs> they were on the tonight show in like 1960. Uh, what would that be? Seven, I believe. 66. 66. And I had never seen like my dad died in 01. I have no videos of my father because the video camera on the phone didn't exist yet. So like it would be like one of those seven pound cannons that you held on your shoulder. And we didn't have one of those. So I just saw this video of my father at 24 years old. Wow. And it floored me, man. Like, it was just so cool to see. And I, I sent it to my mother. Saxophone. And this was just before he went on the road. He was in Sammy Davis Jr.'s band. I think this is around wow. the same era. Okay. So what was wild about it, though, was seeing him as a young man. And my mother, I sent it to my mother. She said that was the year we met. So it's just wild to see, like, and he's Brad's age which is if, to tie it all together. So in that, it was incredible because I had no record of that. And just to see him animated alive and playing totally floored me. So that's I, awesome. that's yeah, it was incredible. That's but YouTube's amazing, man, like on that respect. So I I, I didn't want to like paint it at, at all bad. But that's so oh, uh, no, it's not all bad, but yeah. some of it's some, some is bad. It's weird. It's, it's weird. Weird. I had some of that when I was younger, my own versions of it. Like I remember my brothers and I, we would tape over VHSs for like episodes of SpongeBob. Or, yeah. you know, I like would order see I didn't have any record stores near my So what hometown. year were you born? Uh 96. All right. In 96. Um, but you know, I would like when I started ordering CDs on Amazon and got my first couple CDs, like punk CDs, I was so excited. Oh yeah, Columbia House, bro. One penny. Oh, remember, I didn't have none of house? that. What was the other one? BMG. Music. BMG. Remember BMG? Yep. No, I still have many outstanding accounts under many names. <laughs> <laughs> so 12 CDs for yeah, a I penny? Was just saying, you took 12 yeah. records for a penny and you didn't I buy the other. This. 
I want this. I want this. I want this. No, I don't think I want this. I'll use yeah, bro. I was <laughs> yeah. the times they are a changing. Yes, they are. They yeah, are indeed. Yeah, man. Um, do you think are you are you frustrated with the new model of the music industry? Like the I guess the streaming model of of putting albums out there i mean it's i guess the trade-off is just how much money you actually get from the album itself you know what? versus how I many had, people can hear it i had the same conversation with a friend of mine not too long ago and you know what um uh, it is what it is man like you know i got into this thinking that it would be like it was 1978 forever somebody needed to find me to get a record deal somebody needed to find a contract you got to get a record label get an advance that shit ain't that ain't the shit that is not what this that's not listen i'm glad that i got what i got but this ain't what i signed up for Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, and I, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying it at all in music because I'm grateful for everything that I have. I am grateful that I'm in a a, a fucking kick ass band. I'm I'm, a, I'm uh, uh, that that can play for everybody everywhere all the damn time. Um, I'm grateful that I have my own career. I'm grateful that I that I have careers with other people. I can make my own shit like. This this that's cool, but the business aspect of it, you know, I had no clue what I was getting into. And it's always changing. So you just gotta go with the punches. All I'm gonna do is surround myself with good people who have my best interest in mind. And it works for me to, to trust those people. Um uh, to do the things that I'm not going to be able to do. I don't have, uh, I, I, I have a, I have a business mind frame. Um, then it's getting better. That's all I'm going to say. It's I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to go with it and I'm trying to learn as much as I can to keep up with the times because it's difficult. It's not as cut and dry as it was, oh, somebody got to find me, listen to my demo. It ain't like that. These motherfuckers is making demos in their house, just like I am. And it, and, it, and it sounds it sounds like fucking Steely Dan, better than Steely Dan. And these motherfuckers on a damn laptop in their room with shoes behind them instead of preamps. You see what I'm saying? And, uh, it's just it's 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 just something different that's happening, and just like you said, the times they are changing, and they're gonna keep changing. And uh, I think that the best thing to do is to pay attention to as much of what's going on, so that you don't get left out with your ass out. You know, that's yeah. that's, that's where I am about that, and it ain't because it ain't gonna get no easier. So. If we're talking about that, as long as we're on that subject, I'm curious um, as far as production and the, the being able to do the stuff that you did with Snarky Puppy. Um, in particular, I'm thinking the the Brother I'm Hungry video. I, I, I'm I've always been fascinated by what goes into the production of those because it looks 
the visual of it with everybody with with headphones on and seemingly getting uh, a concert, uh, like an individual concert. I'm just wondering how that all comes together. And is it as difficult as I would imagine it to be uh, to create that? Well, I was not a part of the putting together of that. I was asked to come and sing, and I came and I sang. Yeah, you and did. That part was uh, that part was easy. Uh, I would imagine that putting something like that together is not easy at mm-hmm. all. When you got a band of fifty goddamn people, and then you got um an audience that all need headphones. Yeah, the headphone budget's ridiculous. And it didn't come out of my pocket. So <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> but I just I just I just they they asked they asked me to come and sing and they wanted me to sing and at the time we had just recorded Go Go Juice wasn't out yet. Oh, okay. And I couldn't figure out. He asked Michael League asked me if I wanted to sing a song by someone from New Orleans or something of my original stuff. I was just writing spiritual. And I didn't want to do any of that. Um I wasn't ready to play any of that for anybody. Um but I did I asked Cleary, I said, listen, it's a shot in the dark. But I've always resonated with that song, Brother and Brother, I'm Hungry, because I was homeless before. I've been homeless before. I've been out on the street. And it was just something about that song that he wrote, and it, it resonated with me. And when we actually went in to record it for Go-Go Juice, man, it was one of them spiritual moments where, and see, that's that goes back again to not living your life on the phone and like really enjoying the moment that you in because those memories, they stay with you forever. You don't need the fucking phone to remember this shit because nobody cares how you saw it, but they care how you tell the story mm-hmm. and they care how it made you a better person. Don't nobody care what it looked like. Anyway, that's, 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 I'm, no, I'm, Man, I, I want to hear it. So, so, hear uh, it. so we, so I asked him. I, I was having one of those spiritual moments, like we recorded it, and um, tears and crying, and just like I never really heard the song in its entirety, and so it touched me. Yeah. So I was like. And I only really like to sing songs that I can relate to. Songs that I can really convey emotions that I've fucking felt before. Um, that's that's what I like to do. And I felt like that song would have been something to show people of myself. And I asked him, I was like, all right, he's probably going to say no, because we just recorded this shit. It's not our own album. I was just I said, "Hey, man, look, it's a shot in the see." Cleary is my homie. Like we, aside from me being one of his biggest fans, we know each other to the, uh, on a level now where, like, you know, like that's my fucking homie. That's my dude. Like me, like me, 
us and our wives, we we have burger night every fucking Monday. Like that's what we. Oh have. wow! <laughs> so very cool. So so um, I just asked him. I say, hey man, it's a shot in the dark, but I'm gonna ask you. Snarky puppy, when we come to the song, I want to do, brother. I'm hungry. Man, and I never heard him. And he didn't. I don't even think he let me answer the question all the way. He said yes, please, because wow. he respects me and he loves the what I do as a singer as well. And him and I just work work very very fucking well together. But well, like you don't need me, and I don't need him. But we work way better together than we do apart. I love there's a video of you guys playing together. And then while you sing something and while he's playing piano, he says, that's why I love Nigel Hall. <laughs> As you guys are doing was this that, song. Was that when we were in his studio drinking? It's two. There's two pianos and you're I think you're back to back and you're both playing. And you're if I remember correctly, but I just remember that moment. I was like, man, that's like there's moments in these videos in all kinds of videos that I that I absolutely love because it just immediately strikes this chord, no pun intended. But it's like, and that's when he says it, you know, like you sang something a certain way that only you could do. And in the middle of, it's like its own melody. He's like, that's why I love Nigel Hall. And it was beautiful, man. It's like, there's another moment on that, not that this really matters but there's another moment in this there's a version of of toto uh toto's playing live and at one point uh uh, uh lucather uh, leans over and kisses uh uh mikey on bass and it's like this moment in rosanna anyway it's a moment i cherish and go back to because the beauty in it they're just like they just clearly love each other the whole and and that's what was happening in that video and i I'll go back and watch that many times because I love that. I love seeing it. That's I have a lot of I, I'm fortunate to have a lot of those moments. Yeah, man. Music and, and the things and the people I play with and you know, especially more now more now than ever. But uh yeah, those are moments you gotta just hold on to. Those are cause cause look, when it's all gone, that's all that's gonna be left. Yeah. You know, the money, the Jordans. <laughs> I'm serious. You're just in the background of your Zoom. Yeah, yeah I know you're serious. All the shit, the t-shirts and the fucking chains and the fucking, you know, the weed and the food and the fucking the drinking and all that shit. Yeah, man. It's going to be the memory that's going to be everlasting. Yeah, man. So, Amen. You know, do what you can to make the memory right. You know. Yeah. Um, speaking of and memory, if it's wrong, learn from it. Yeah. Don't ever make the same mistake again. You know. Um, on your in your travels, playing with many different groups. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I've seen you get to do a lot of collaborative shows, and I'm mm -hmm. sure you get people sitting in with lettuce or whoever. Um, you know, have have there been any particular crazy i guess like uh people who just happen upon your show or or happen to show up and sit in that have any like stories that particularly excite you hmm. um i ran into a photo the other day of me and kofi playing at 
wow. Me and Kobe playing and uh the um it was the first time Lettuce had done the Jerry Garcia band thing at Lockin. And it was the night that Bob Weir and the uh John Mayer and all those guys came, but that's not the memory. The memory is not because of them. Hmm. The memory is because of Kofi. I want to make that very clear. Uh, but I'm going to tell the story because it's a real right. story. This is a yeah. real story. This is a good story. This is a funny story. Yeah, man. So we were, we were. I'm sure there's, I'm sure, and that's the other fucked up thing about YouTube, is that YouTube always catches you when you're fucking sloppy and not killing. Anyway, um, to preface this story, I'm going to say that today I am, oh wow, I'm 22 months today clean of alcohol and cocaine. Congratulations! I said I was I I was a fucking rager. I had my fun. I know you don't get me. Don't get it twisted. But this night I was having fun. I was having fun at a festival at Lockin. Okay, so there's that. And Kofi came up. He sat in with me, and I remember him whispering to me. There's a and there's a photo of the exact moment when he whispered it to me. I never told anybody what he said. But I just, I'm gonna tell you what he said. He said, You are high as a Georgia pine. (laughs) (laughs) Man, man, I gotta tell you, I fucking laughed my ass off. And I was not worried about what anybody else thought of me for the rest of the night. (laughs) He saw me and he was like, I see you. Just be careful. Um, that's one. Yeah, rest rest um, in peace, Kofi. Man, gone too soon. That's that was my friend. I love my friend. Um, I have a whole lot. I, man, I've been really fortunate to to do a lot of great things with a lot of great people. So that is a question that's really hard to answer because it seems like, especially since I've been sober, I smoke weed. I want to make it clear that. I'm Cali sober. Mm-hmm. I smoke weed. Okay. So if y'all see me at a festival and you see me smoking weed, don't come up to me and say nothing to get you smacked. <laughs> because now that I'm sober, you know, yeah. my threshold for bullshit is is this very much more thin. Um but um ever since I ever since I stopped drinking and, and drugging. Uh, uh, all of the in all of the opportunities that I'm able to 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 do and experience, there's something that's so awesome and so memorable about it. Like I, it's it's like every time I do something, it's that's kind of what it is. So it's really difficult for me to answer that question. No, I love the story I've you brought up. I mean, enough to play with all of my heroes, most of them. Who are still alive, most of my heroes, and all of my friends, mm-hmm. like my friends, 
and all of my family. You know, there's nothing doper than that. There's nothing doper than that. You ask me what my best, my greatest, mem- my greatest memories are. Waking up because I do something dope every day. Yeah, because Amen. of because of because of the people who I know and 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 the things that I learn from them. Every day something happens. So that's the answer I want you to put there. Okay. Well, maybe I'll change the angle of the question. What's in your music career? Maybe, maybe spinning back to early, <laughs> wild, young Nigel. What do you think's your most punk rock moment at a show? Oh, you really want to know what was? <laughs> Dude, I I just gotta know. I, I used to be in. I, I used to go to the punk now. shows. One of my first shows I ever saw, a guy got a, a setlist stapled to his chest. I'm just saying, I. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn <laughs> i mean what are you really asking me i don't know like what's the, what's that you know like a, a an epic crowd surf uh uh hanging from the rafters kind of moment where you're just rocking out with the crowd riding the like the energy of the audience and doing that like don't give a fuck rock star thing you know what i mean like even if it's like a basement show when you're young like like Damn. You don't got something. I'm, I'm, it's just like a different angle. Oh, I got it. I got everything. I'm just trying to figure that out. That you think is appropriate. Tell you this is safe. <laughs> of course, I understand. Um, not not all examples yeah. are. Not all of them are. Especially uh, with that type of question. Hmm. You know what? Okay, I got one for you. I got a safe one for you. Okay. We can we can we can have the R-rated ones. Uh, <laughs> Another time, but around the time when I first met Ryan Zoidis, um, Ryan and I started a band in Portland, Maine, of all of the most killing musicians in Portland, and we made this big, huge band, it's like an eight-piece horn band, two guitar players drummer uh keyboard player string little string quartet and we called the band a murder of crows and it was all of the best musicians in portland maine and one night we did a james brown tribute night and we had this they they had in the um in the in in that in that in portland maine at the time there was this club that we played at called the Big Easy, which is crazy because now I actually live in the actual Big Easy. But uh, they had a contest. It's not a contest, but there was a night themed with all the musicians, and it was called Clash of the Titans. And they would have one band do an artist and another band do an artist so um and they would have both bands go up against each other and obviously the crowd would choose which band was better thereby being classic titans now i can't remember who the other band was but it doesn't fucking matter because we were doing james brown and i was james brown and y'all niggas know me you smoked them now watch 
we that night, and and Zoidis Zoidis will tell you this also, and I even reminded him we were talking we were doing some reminiscing on Jam Cruise, and I was talking about this particular night, and I just remember being so. I might have been high. I might have done some cocaine. I might. I, I, I chances are I was high <laughs> on cocaine, but I remember that before the gig. I was so amped up. Like I felt like I kind of felt like I like Ali was about to fight Foreman. Like I was in that that's where I was. Like I was like I was like we about to go out there and it's about to be fucking business. And I remember my speech to everybody was I gathered everybody around and I said, look, and this was young Nige too, so I still had a little bit of spunk. And I was high on cocaine. <laughs> and I said, we about to go out there and we about to disintegrate these motherfuckers. And I said, don't go out there and make a fucking fool out of me. Because if you do, we going to speak individually after the gig. And I don't know what it was, I hope I ain't scared nobody because, again, I was probably high <laughs> when I said it. And they didn't know what the fuck to expect. But, man, when we went out there and we played that fucking show, oh, my God. I remember, I'm talking about it. And I'm getting goosebumps right now because wow. when I hit them splits, I was doing splits and mic splits. All kind of shit. I actually used to do that. I would love to just hear you sing some James I, Brown, let alone the impression. Oh, my look, God. My whole right side will fall the fuck off if I try to do this. <laughs> um, but I remember, I remember going out there, and I remember it being fucking everything being perfect. I remember it just being perfect. And I just remember, because remember I said we had like eight horns. So all of them horns, when they was playing, and they was it was like, it was going through me and whatever drugs I was doing that night were null and void. And I didn't feel any of that. I only felt the music and that made me go to fuck off. And we did exactly what I said. We, we went out there and we disintegrated the motherfuckers. That's why I don't even know. I don't even remember who it was we was up against. Cause it don't matter. Yeah. It really don't matter. And I I just and I had on this tight ass velvet fucking I'm glad I had this tight ass velvet jacket. And I was actually a little skinnier at the time, so I could fit in it, but I just remember it being tight and hot. And it was February and it was still hot. And I was like, damn, this is what James Brown did every fucking night for 68 fucking years. And I said, I don't want to do that. George Duke, sit down. <laughs> I'm gonna sit down. Yeah, yeah. Right I gotta, I gotta look up was, some videos. That, that was James that Brown. was probably that was probably in my young, young, young safe safe story of punk rockness. And I really, that's the safe story. All right, <laughs> that's the safe story. Yeah, we might have to oh. have part two. Oh, I'm down for part two. Well, you're always welcome back. That's, you got to get the Patreon for that. Yeah, yeah, we got to have the secret section. I got to send you the Venmo receipt. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we got to start <laughs> drumming that money up, man. <laughs> you could have one, but you should definitely have one. Um, but, you know, when you when you finally release, uh, you know, your Earth, Wind and Fire record or what have you, you got to you yeah, know, you'll have to come back. Have to come back and tell us some more, Matt. Do you have any other stuff you want to talk about? I know we're approaching the two-hour mark. I was just gonna. I had some favorite stuff on your spiritual record, man. And I, I, um, you know, just to put it out there, the 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 baby, I do love you. Track is that is that is that Greg filling games? Is that it's Greg filling games? That's a Greg filling song. And Patrice, I, that's a phenomenal track. The whole record, I listened to it. I, I'm not even lying. It, at least it's, it's so dope. Is not Ben Patrice playing her own? She's playing her shit. Like she's mm. playing all the shit I grew up listening to. Like that's like it's literally fucking her. Like I'm like I'm still be, 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 befuddled that that she is even anywhere near anything I've ever done. Right, all the other language was fine, but now we got to put a parental warning because yeah, you, you said to, befuddled. Put that, put that in, put, yeah, on the bottom. Befuddled. befuddled. We're now <laughs> that's it. just got demonetized. Shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> befuddled. <laughs> We're at now. It's it. No, it was a beautiful track, and the the other uh, uh, the Warren Haynes record. I, I you know I'm a I, I, I love Government Mule, and I'm a, I had never checked that record out, the live one. And I guess you're playing keyboard. I don't know if you're singing on that. It's so crazy that you even mentioned that because my wife was pulling out a whole bunch of shit. Mm. Hey, she pulled this out. Wow, look at that. Go ahead, pull that up one more time. Let me see that again. I was young. I was Wow. Look oh, at that. Wow, man. Damn. Warren and the brothers. Well, we had we had uh, 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 Danny Lewis on last year because he's my Danny! neighbor. Yeah, Danny's my neighbor, man. I wonder if <laughs> ask him if he's still mad at me for breaking his world at night. All right, let me run <laughs> next door. I'll be right back. Hold on. Let him know. I'm actually me. playing with Danny in uh, in three weeks. Uh, we we're doing a, a a fundraiser for a dear friend, uh, uh, Charlie Nicely, who is the worked at MTD and made those Bubby Lewis bases. To, uh, Brad, like, oh nice, oh okay. the Bubby Lewis bases. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Tobias, they're they're like twenty minutes from me, and then so oh, cool. Danny, yeah, Danny, we're I'm playing. I just talked to him on the phone, so I'll ask. Now I got something to ask him. <laughs> Tell him if you need to call me, call me, man. I got right. He broke your Wurlitzer. That's where I start with. Yeah, he broke. Still, ask him. Yeah. Ask him if he's still mad at me that I broke his. Wurlitzer. He might just be befuddled. He might be. <laughs> he, if he is, again, tell him he can always call me. All right. Absolutely. I can deal with befuddled befuddledness. Yeah, but that baby, I do love you, is a stunning track. That melody is spectacular, and the way you hear something crazy about that song. It was I do. supposed to come out on the last album, and oh. the first version we had was Deitch on drums, Bill Summers on percussion, oh, and shit. Charlie Hunter on bass and guitar. Damn, oh shit, he Rhodes, and that version was actually really fucking killing. And I bet it was. Why it didn't come out, but. Um, All right. It's, I'm. I may put it out. You know, Kraz and I have been talking about putting out the outtakes of "Ladies and Gentlemen" out and uh -huh. calling and calling it the encore. Um. So that might happen. 
uh you know you know lettuce we got some um we got some uh symphony shows that we're doing oh wow oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah. In chicago on uh shit the 25th of march oh let me make sure i'm saying that right i know you guys are what blue note in june i'm trying to remember yep, what other dates are. oh is that june all right yeah. We're doing Blue Note in June. The and while you're looking, let me get a tally because I can't recall how many times I've read how many of the recordings you're on that were Grammy nominated. But there's a lot. I was just curious how, if if how many albums you've been on that that are Grammy nominated. Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah. Uh, I know it was. Five or six? Okay. Because the clearing... Well, 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 seven. Seven after Jeff Coffin. This past one. Right, right. Seven. Which one would, Which one was nominated with Jeff? Off of Spiritual? That... No, no, no. No, Jeff Jeff Coffin's record. He, did, he just... Oh, oh. That this year got nominated. I didn't I was, realize that. Yeah. That I do I love him on uh, Brother's Love, though. I do love that yeah, track. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, you know, because oh man, because well, people in search of a life, Kofi was supposed to play flute on. Oh, and right when he called me one last time, and I was in the middle of singing that song that he was supposed to, I was getting the take that you all hear on the record today. He called me during that, and I was like, I'll call him back right after I'm done. And I called him back, and there was no answer. And then two days later, he died. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Not to get, not to make it. Dark, yeah, no, it's, no, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a thing that, to know and about that's the That's why but... I felt it necessary to, to at least just have his fucking name on the record because yeah. he was supposed to have been on that record. And you know, I, I I I called Jeff to help me do it, and Jeff was very very kind. And uh, Jeff was Jeff's my homie anyway. We have main roots together, so um, yeah. Jeff stepped in, and we I hope that we did a a, a fitting tribute for my friend. Mm. That's all. Yeah, man. Again, gone too soon. Fucking yeah, beautiful man. musician, man. Um, but yeah. yeah, man, this is like I said, a lot of the stuff you're saying, man. Whether it's the whether it's the rough stuff or the the you know the music stuff, it's it's always beautiful to hear your perspective on things. And I, hey, I man, do really you appreciate know, you sharing. The day, in order to get to it, you got to go through it. Yeah, I mean that's really just what it is, and I had to learn that, and and everybody's got to learn that at their own speed, you know. Yeah. If the world would mind their business and let people just do what the fuck they need to do to get through the day, then the world would be a better place. Yeah, stop making fun of me, Matt. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you gotta go through it. You gotta go through ah! I'm learning. <laughs> I'm growing stronger. It's just if it if if it's painful, that's working. Okay. You know, good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I gotta go cry, Nigel. <laughs> um, but what do you want people? What else that we haven't touched on? Do you want people to keep their eyes out for? Where well, do you keep want your eyes out 
Keep your eyes out for these symphony shows. Lattice was doing shows at the, on the 25th of March um, in Chicago with the orchestra. We're going back on, on the road um, on the on the 16th of March. Got a little tour coming up. Nice. With symphony show in New Orleans, also down the street from my house with uh, Tower Power. Which oh, is- that's right. Yeah, yeah. I saw the Tower Power shows going on, too. I'm 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 really psyched to be getting some getting some shit done with the with the boys, man. Like we've been we we're really starting to gel as a band and you know, we it's 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 fucking amazing. And the music that's coming from it is is otherworldly and uh again something else I got I have something else I have to be grateful for. You know, I love all of them and we all are just like really making some really good music right now. We're connecting on a level on some real grown up shit, you know, uh, and for some of us and, <laughs> and, uh, and I enjoy, it. I enjoy, I enjoy my friends very much. I enjoy being able to go out on the road with my very best friends and change the world one city at a time. That's uh, beautiful. So What's that? One what at a time? Listener at a time, also. Mm. Yeah, so, beautiful man. One yeah. podcast episode at a time. We're so we're very podcast honored to have you, man. Hey, man, I'm down for I'm down for part two. Y'all, let me know when you're ready. Oh, we'll have you back. You let always, me know. You're always welcome. Thank you, thank you. Know? you. Um, remember everyone to so very much. Let me talk my shit. Yeah, no, um, we're here for it. Yeah. Yeah, great to hear it. Love hearing all that. It's really, uh, I mean, really, congratulations that there's so many pots on the burners, man. Like, you're doing so many things. It's spectacular to hear. I'm enjoying going through your catalog and checking more and more of it out and and looking forward to all these new releases on the horizon, man. It's exciting. Thank you guys so very much, and I look forward to speaking with you guys again very, very soon. Yeah, man. Everyone give uh, Nigel a follow. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Nigel Hall. D. Nigel Hall. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Mm -hmm. Instagram. Mostly. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I talk shit on Twitter, though. Just if you only want to... If you only want, if you want to hear me talk my shit, then follow me on Twitter. But there ain't nothing really going on there. I'm just... (laughs) I need someplace to go. (laughs) Well, you got us now. Um, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel too, because we sure need it. Like and comment on the video or whatever the fuck. I don't oh. know. It's been it's been a good episode. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me again. I really appreciate y'all. Thanks, yeah, Nigel. Feel free to too. just slam slam your laptop out of here, and we'll we'll let you go. Get back to the rest of your day, man. Deuces. Mm-hmm. Later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. So we'll just follow up a little, and then. Um, I'll stop this thing, but uh, yeah. that was amazing, man. That was uh, uh, oh, yeah. really amazing to check, to listen to him talk, and uh, I haven't yours, I haven't heard befuddled used in quite some time. So. <laughs> oh, you old, you older fellows, <laughs> in your archaic diction. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but cool, um, man. That was great. It was yeah, wonderful. Man. Yeah, man. I knew it'd be a fun time. Hell yeah, pressure. And the research yeah. is always fun. I'm glad you dig the stuff. Oh man, yeah, I checked out that that uh, out of all this. I mean, all the stuff was great. Uh, spiritual, what an album! Yeah, I what love, an I love album, album so man! Much. 
and all the i mean just to, to the butcher brown sound you know all those different things happening right yeah just in, uh, incredible incredible yeah man um cool yeah, excited for butcher brown in may hell yeah city i was hoping when i saw the dates that they were going to be like around the same time but yeah it looks like he's in june yeah but all right, let's we'll do the uh, anyway. Yes, like you said, please like and subscribe to the channel, and uh, we can do. We haven't done one of these. Are we including this? All right, I'll do. Yeah, it. Yeah, let's include this, and then we'll if, how, see. Uh, it's not going to work. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I don't know how to keep. You want me to count it off? Well, one, a two. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. We'll try it again. We'll try it again. Do we do three, two, one? Perfect.